0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I want to welcome all of you to our day long and to IMC. And um, and it could sound like a normal thing to say, <laughs> welcome, to all of you. But uh, I think given what's happening in the country, there are people who don't feel welcomed in many places and are afraid they're not gonna be welcomed. And uh, so this is a, a place of faith, a place of inclusion, a place where we all are welcome to come and practice. So I wanna welcome all of you here. And I don't take it um, as you know just an accident that you've decided to come here. Uh, today. Maybe you're planning to come here from m- months ago before the election, but it's still, I think it's significant that you're here. And, uh, and I believe that places like this and practices like this are a refuge, are a source of um, st- uh, finding strength, finding confidence, finding, uh, touching into values that uh, can sustain us. Uh, in times of challenge that can help us find ways of um, uh, dealing, resolving, healing um, finding wisdom with how we are and how we're feeling so um, I think it's great that you're here and it's great for me that you're here that we're all together to do this uh, day of practice uh, given the times and I think it's also um I also have tremendous uh, confidence that for people to come together this way is also good for society. And uh, maybe it's a small good, since we're a relatively small number, given how big our society and world is. But I think that this is quite powerful to come here and, and be present. Because part of what we're doing in mindfulness practice, is to be present for what is true, to really be present and to have our eyes and hearts and minds completely open to what is here and, uh, and not to, you know, so much, so much escape, uh, though we do step aside so that we can see deeply into what's really true for us and what's happening. And it's a profound thing and very important for our world that people do this. So thank you for coming. So we're, this is a day long from about 9 to 4.30. In the course of the day, I'll give some instructions at the beginning, I think probably every sitting, um, try to gauge uh, what the appropriate level of instruction is, depending on who's here and the need. The sittings will be about 35 minutes long, and then we'll alternate that for 35 minutes of walking meditation. And uh, I'll give some instructions for those who you'd like for walking meditation when I finish speaking here in a few minutes, or th- th- before the next walking period. Well, but about 12, 12.15 12, or so, we'll probably, we'll stop for lunch and uh, take an hour for lunch. And uh, the idea is to keep the building in silence, um, you know, so that uh, we continue the momentum of the practice through the, through the day. Um, anytime if there's some functional speech that has to happen, like you have to uh, talk about ask where the bathrooms are or need more something or at lunch if you need to kind of figure out how to clean the kitchen afterwards or something uh, you 're welcome you know to talk then but the idea has to basically keep it quiet so it's a nurture the kind of connectedness that we have through the practice uh, and then uh, during the walking those thirty five minute walking periods. Uh, I'll stay up here at the beginning of the walking period, and I'm available informally if someone wants to check in with me and ask a question or something. Um, and uh, and if no one comes, then I'll go. I won't, you know, I'll go somewhere. And then about um, about th- um, six seven minutes before the end of the walking period, uh, Jeff, who's the manager, will ring a bell. Uh, calling people back. And I'll announce when the, at the end of a sitting, I'll announce when the next sitting will begin because we're kind of making up the schedule as we go along. And, um, but uh, you know, Jeff will ring the bell about six minutes, seven minutes before so you know it's time to come back and for the next sitting. And Jeff is the manager, so if you have any questions about being here today at any point, you can always check in with him, uh, with questions, concerns, with anything. Um, he usually kind of disappears at lunchtime. But um, his, his wife, Cheryl, is there, and she she's, uh, the, will be the interim manager during lunch. <laughs> Thank you, both of you, very much. So, and then also, uh, when we do walking meditation, uh, you're welcome to do it indoors in the outer hall there in the short direction on the gravel outside in the sidewalk, our little parking lot. But please don't go in the dentist parking lot next door because that confuses their their clients. <laughs> what goes on in there? <laughs> and also, uh, if you parked in any of the parking lots uh, near here, like across the street or anything, pl- please don't park there because your car will get towed. So it's also not very friendly for us as neighbors to be parking in their parking lot. They don't, they don't like it. I may or may not give a talk at near the end of the day. I, so sometimes, on these days that start at nine o'clock, I do give a talk at the end, but sometimes I don't. And it a little bit depends on how much I talk through the day. And uh, if I feel like I've talked too much, or you know enough, then I and I won't give a talk because you know we, we kind of like silence in this. And um, but if it's been more or less silent, then maybe I'll give it a talk or a short talk or something at the end. We'll see how it goes. Um, so that's, I think, the basic logistics of the day and being here. Does anyone have any questions uh, that you'd like to ask about being here, about the day, anything that would help you feel more comfortable for what we're doing? Hmm? Water. Oh, yeah, so so, you're, so it's fine to bring water in here, but we ask you don't bring any, any other kind of drinks in here. Uh, don't bring tea in here, for example. And, uh, and also um, no food in here, because partly because it's... Uh, it's um, sometimes difficult to clean the carpet. Or if you did bring a lunch and you want to put it in the refrigerator, there's a, we have a small kitchen with a refrigerator and microwave in there and help yourself with putting things in there. And we do that, you can have, there's tea you can get anytime you want. There's a hot water dispenser on the counter there and there's all these teas in the drawer, so and cups and stuff. So it might be nice if you use the paper cups if you write your name on it so you can keep it through the day. So, okay. Okay. So, just a couple of words about the further, and we'll then we'll do another sitting, um, and then we'll, uh, because it was just to get settled more. Uh, one of my reflections about um, this week and coming here is how close to the surface fear is in our society. In some, you know, in a kind of conventional way, the People who were on the losing side of an election have more to fear than the people who are on the winning side. But it was a setup, the whole election thing, for one side to be afraid and one side not to be afraid. But it also turns out that the side that won, there's plenty of fear there. In fact, the under the fear that's underneath, you know, was there on both sides. And it's not it's pretty close to the surface and things can flip and change and the who's, who's most afraid can change, um, you know. But I think that everyone in some ways, or most people, the, the concern, the fear is not so far away. And we share that in some ways. Or as a society, it's, you know, kind of prevalent. It's part of, big part of our culture and our society that fear is close to the surface. Uh, but there's also something else which is, we all share, and that is the capacity for love, and I believe that love is deeper than fear, but it it's al- also can be equally pervasive and inclusive of things as fear can be. And love is the kind of the antidote to fear, and uh, certainly the kind of social fear we have. And uh, I believe that uh, love is healing. Love is is um, an uh, antidote to. N- as I said, to fear, but also to hate. And uh, love is a fantastic um, uh, caregiver to grief and mourning that some people feel. And that uh, love is a tremendous power that goes hand in hand with doing mindfulness practice. That we try to hold whatever our experience is that we're bringing mindfulness to, we hopefully hold it with compassion, with love, with kindness. Uh, not just for ourselves, but because we're developing that side of ourselves. We're developing the capacity uh, to meet uh, our experience with empathy and meet our fellow members of our society with empathy and care and compassion and love and kindness, friendliness. Or I don't know what word works best for you. Um, A word that uh, seems very apt for me these days is is hospitality. Um, the ancient tradition of welcoming the stranger. Uh, either everyone's the stranger and we welcome everyone, or no one's a stranger and we welcome everyone. But either way, the idea of hospitality, um, and learning how to be hospita- hospitable to ourselves in a deep way, and all the, all the different things that we have, that we are learning how to have hospitality towards the other, um, Welcome them, welcoming them into our home, into our hearts, into our, who we are. And it's a difficult task uh, to do that. It's not easy. But that uh, it's been an ancient tradition for many people, many religions, many cultures, uh, to put tremendous emphasis and value on love. And uh, the Buddha did that just as much as anybody else. And so uh, we have within us uh, a capacity for love, for empathy, for caring, that's stronger than the fear. That's not meant to override the fear or abolish the fear, but is a context for holding the fear that we might feel, or holding the, the anger we might feel, or holding the grief we might feel. And so coming to a place like this, coming to do a day long, uh, is a place where the surface chatter the momentum of our uh, preoccupations and concerns can quiet down, a place where we can be present for ourselves in a healing way so that we're not caught up in the tensions of our body or caught in the grip of the different emotions that might be there, caught in the grip of the imaginary futures that we are predicting, afraid of letting all those things kind of settle down uh, to find a refuge in here, in our body, in our minds, in our hearts, in our community here. And to let things kind of percolate, unfold, heal, reconcile, resolve, settle so that we can um, uh, discover uh, a, a, um, or be, be connected to a clear way to be in the world or a freer way to be in the world or a more open, heartful way. So the deeper values that we have, um, the love that we have, can be something that we have close to us and that we can come from it rather than having the other feelings we have, whether it's fear or anger or grief as I've been talking about or if it's uh, elation and jubilation, which some people have, which can also cover over and hide what's really going on deeper. And so uh, whatever the extremes of emotions and feelings we have, you have, um, you know, you're all welcome here. So the idea of you're all welcome means everyone, the whole range of political spectrum. And, uh, and everyone can use a refuge, everyone can use a way of, of uh, settling down and connecting to the deeper values, deeper capacity of heart, that are sometimes are obscured by the surface reactions, surface excitement, surface um, uh, preoccupations of the mind. So I think it's a powerful thing to be here, and I thank you for coming, and I hope that this day here supports you in, uh, in whatever your need is at this particular junction in time of your life and of our soci- life as a society. So... In that sense, uh, you're all welcome here, and I'm glad you're all here. Thank you.